Welcome to Orla's Happy Hormones Podcast. I'm Orla, your resident tree-hugging, lemon-sucking, garlic-crushing hippie. Talking all things female health and wellness. I hope you enjoy. Hey, and welcome to episode 73 of Orla's Happy Hormones Podcast. And how are we all doing? We're in lockdown 2.0. The last episode I did was around lockdown 2.0 and this episode I think we're a few weeks into it now. I'm just back from a two-week break which to be honest was the best decision I ever made for myself. I I'd gone into overwhelm and for many many different reasons and for me making that decision to actually take the break it was a long time coming but I was always feeling like no I can't take a break no I have to keep working I just have to keep going and I think we all tend to do that at different stages of our lives but I also think that as women it's it's something that's in our DNA where we just keep going and sometimes that is more detrimental to our health and to everything around us that we're keeping going for. Doing that kind of constant trudging and constant grinding, it takes its toll on us emotionally but also physically. And we don't realise until the shit hits the fan or we hit a brick wall and before we know it we're like, oh God, something has to give and I just don't know where where it needs to give and I know I'm not the only one like this I, I have plenty of friends who do this and plenty of clients who do this and before they know it it's either they've become extremely physically ill or emotionally unwell or just that sense of dis-ease when you look at the word disease it is the lack of ease dis-ease so this week's episode I'm just going to go into the five signs of how you've gone into, not how you've gone into overwhelm, but the five signs that you have gone into overwhelm. And then what it is that you can do to help yourself. When we go into overwhelm, it's not, there's this fear that you're never going to get yourself right again, that you're never going to get back on track again and that it may take months whereas it's not actually the case for me personally I just needed the two weeks I didn't think that I would get where I got to in those two weeks I didn't think I would get what I needed from it in two weeks I took those two weeks simply to rest because I was exhausted and but what I got was far more valuable than I ever thought pos- possible or imaginable. I never thought I would get to where I am just by taking two weeks off. So what are the five signs? So the first one, it's pretty obvious. You're physically and mentally drained. You basically feel like your soul is tired, <laughs> that you could go to bed for a week, sleep, and that you'd still be tired. You'll find it hard to get up in the morning. Excuse me. 
you'll find it hard to get up in the morning. You'll need that cup of coffee to get you going. You might need a second cup of coffee half an hour later to really get you going. As you're going through your day, you're just mentally drained and you have that constant brain fog where you can't actually focus on one thing in particular. And then in the evening times, you get that second wind. And what that is, is your cortisol levels are so high that it's giving you that second wind and it's waking you up again. And then you can't go to sleep. And you're lying there in bed with all these racing thoughts of what it is that you have to do the next day, what it is that you didn't get done this day, all the negative thoughts that you have about yourself, all the shoulda, woulda, couldas, and even silly thoughts like stuff that you did when you were a teenager. (laughs) All these random things that just pop up into your head. You find that you can't sit still in the evenings, that you're constantly getting up and maybe going to the kitchen, looking in the fridge, looking in the presses, cleaning, you're constantly having to clean or fix things, move things around. You'll sit down for five minutes and then you'll think of something else that you have to do. You can't actually just sit and relax. You have to be in go mode all the time. Again, that is your cortisol and adrenaline levels. Another sign, you can't get a handle on your cravings. Now, cravings are a sign from your body that you're lacking in something. Cravings is good feedback that you're missing something, but it's just knowing what that vitamin or mineral is. But when you, you've you gone into overwhelm, again, it's coming back to your cortisol and adrenaline levels and the effects that they're having on your system. But then your cravings are becoming quite insatiable, where if you don't have something, you're going to go crazy. So be that chocolate, sweets, potatoes, crisps, bread, whatever your craving is, it's going to be there and it's going to be knocking on your head constantly. For me, I will be straight up. My craving every evening was a very, very, very large glass of wine, which every night for over a few months period, it's not healthy. And it does have its effect on the system. Now for me, I had to take the two weeks off and completely switch off from everything to be able to get rid of those cravings. I had to get my cortisol levels to drop. But I also had to look at why it was I was going for wine every night. Wine, alcohol itself, is a relaxant. And because I was constantly go, 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 that very large glass of wine would help relax me. Now for me, over the last four years, I've never really slept great. And I know why that is. So I had to look at why it was I I was drinking wine at night time. And it was to help me get to sleep. I had to sit down and really journal this one out. I couldn't understand why I would go to bed and be in a state of fear and panic. And that's how it was for me every single night. I'd go to bed or it would start off in the evening times. The anxiety would start rising around having to go to bed. I had a massive fear of one, not being able to sleep and two, not feeling safe and secure in my bed. Having to look at that actually helped me to really look at my 
need, should we say, for that glass of wine every night. It was pure and simple to knock me the fudge out so I would sleep. Now that that I've put that aside, finally, and I've actually slept for the last two and a half weeks, every night, without fail. Now, I have... I'm someone who has extremely vivid dreams. I always have. They can be very detailed and quite in-depth and sometimes not really nice dreams. But I'm taking that payoff. <laughs> I rather have the bad dreams than not sleep. So the sleep is a huge thing. When we're not getting enough sleep, that in itself is sending us into burnout. Now, I know that my bad dreams are my self-conscious, my uh, subconscious working things out. And then when I wake up in the morning, I write them down and I go through them and then I get the logical answers and the rational answers to them. So I no longer fear them because I know I'm actually getting messages around my subconscious, around my daily life, around certain areas that I need to work on, certain areas that I haven't fully dealt with, not even dealt with, but processed. Because life is a a complete journey of processing, different emotions, different scenarios. So I'm actually quite grateful for the dreams. And for the first week, they were quite bad. But again, that was because my liver was detoxing and when your liver is detoxing you will automatically go into nightmare mode or night terrors so if you're someone who has been chronically stressed for a long period of time and like me you were reaching for that glass of wine ask yourself why is it that you are having the glass of wine it's to relax you okay why is it that you need to be relaxed because of certain things that happened in in the day. Okay, what happened during the day to make you feel a certain way, to make you need wine? So it's following the breadcrumbs as to why it is you're reaching for something. When it comes to alcohol, food, drugs, shopping, excessive sex, these are all numbing out things. We, We use these things to numb out from an emotion because we don't like to feel things. Because feeling hard emotions is fucking hard. But it's when you actually let yourself feel them. It's something I always say, you have to feel it to heal it. When you actually let yourself feel things, you shorten the process of working through it. The longer you go with your method of numbing out, the longer you're going to have to deal with this issue. And I know it sounds easier said than done to just stop drinking wine because uh, I know wine culture, wine o'clock, wine time has become extremely popular and no judgments because I did it for long enough. But if you're someone who wants to stop it, it's finding the root cause of why it is that you are drinking a large glass of wine every night or two or a bottle. Finding the cause is your first step in moving through it. The next sign that you've become or that you've gone into overwhelm is you become disinterested. You become disinterested in all the things that used to bring you joy. Meeting friends, going for coffee. Now I know we're in lockdown and it's hard to do any of these things. 
but even exercise, going for a walk, talking to people, avoiding messages on your phone. So you may have a few messages from friends that you know that you have to get back to, but you you end up avoiding them because you're the thoughts of actually having to engage in something is draining in itself. Again, it goes back to being physically and mentally drained. Another sign is you can't get your head to shut off. Again, nighttime, your head is racing. During the day, your head is racing. Constantly have things to do. Constantly trying to figure the entire day out between breakfast, lunch, dinner, work. Being asked 50 million questions, being called mammy, mammy, mammy 10 million times or... If you don't have kids, if you you have your own thing that's there that's pulling out of you or that you feel that is pulling out of you. And you feel that you just need everything to shut off and you just want to go and hide under a blanket for a few hours or else that you actually go and you hide in the bathroom for five minutes to get a bit of relief or reprieve. And then the fifth sign is that you've become either overly emotional or else completely apathetic so overly emotional anything will set you off you will you'll be sitting down watching tv and you're crying you your partner or your brother sister parent friend whoever could say something on a normal day not a normal day but on a day when you're not feeling overwhelmed wouldn't bother you in the slightest will just set you off you'll either become really snappy really irritable or else you'll just start crying or you feel this overwhelming rage either that or else you become completely apathetic where you no longer have any emotional response and it's like you're going around in a haze with something like a black cloud over your head and nothing bothers you anymore you can't cry you can't laugh some of you quite depressed even and that in itself is just as bad as being overly emotional because you're completely numb and you can't feel anything you can't feel the good or the bad everything is just blah and being in overwhelm it's not a nice place to be but it is very easy to get there when you don't put tools in place to support yourself and I know this because I have gone into overwhelm I know why I went into overwhelm many different factors emotional physical working way too long as in long hours not taking care of my health not taking care of my relationships not giving myself space and feeling like I constantly had to be on the go but what is it that you can do to help yourself there's loads that you can do but the first thing the first step is making the decision to take a break and I know for some it's easier some people don't have kids and they can take time off and some people have jobs that they can take a break from some people have a support system there that can help them to be able to take a break so I'm I am very much aware that it's easier for some than it is others 
but even if it's even if you have kids or a demanding job and saying yeah it's all right for you you can do this if you find yourself saying that well that's really when you need to be taking the break finding ways to get that break For me, I was saying, I can't take a break. I have to work. I'm self-employed. We're in a global pandemic. I need to be making money, financial worries, whatever. But then I was like, okay, I'm putting that above my physical and emotional health. So I had to make that decision. So I made the decision to take two weeks off. And I'm glad I took the two weeks. Because the first week, I was still in overdrive. My cortisol was still through the roof. I was still running around like a headless chicken not it wasn't unconscious I knew I was running around like a headless chicken I had to consciously make myself stop even sitting down trying to watch something trying to watch a documentary or trying to read a book it took me a good eight days to be able to actually do that and relax into it so it was the second week then where I fully got the rest so if you can take two weeks away from work Please try try and do that. But the first step is making that decision, giving yourself permission. Once you give yourself permission to do something, you're automatically taking away that guilt or those feelings of being duty bound to something. The next thing you can do, write down all the things that bring you joy. Write down things that make you laugh, write down the things that you enjoy, write down the things that make you feel good about yourself, give you a sense of happiness, that give you a sense of life is good. Because when we go into overwhelm, we forget all about these things. For me, it was singing very badly because I cannot sing. I cannot sing to save my life, but I will sing. Singing is actually really good for stimulating your vagus nerve and your vagus nerve is linked to your emotional wellness. Singing, humming, things like that so for me it was singing dancing I love to dance so much so that for the last three Sundays I've gone for a walk every evening I'm not going to say where in case anybody actually comes and bumps into me while I do this on my next Sunday walk but I would go for a walk it'd be pitch black I have my headphones in and I am dancing out in the rain under the sky under the moon and the stairs and it's absolutely amazing it's freeing then going for swims now I don't really swim I dip and I'll walk over and back in the water but it's freezing cold water but that cold exposure is really good for helping to lower cortisol and adrenaline levels well not the adrenaline for helping to lower those chronic cortisol levels when I don't do my swimming when I when I veer away from my routine of getting up in the morning doing my home workout and getting into the ocean I won't feel like me. I feel quite low. So when I do these, it sets me up for the day and it gives me this natural high. But that's for me, that's something that does it for me. Then walking and talking and finding people that you can talk to. It doesn't have to be big, massive, deep and meaningful. It's finding, not finding, but knowing the people who you're excited to see and knowing who will make you laugh, knowing who will help you work through certain things or not just knowing who can someone that you can engage in really interesting conversation with. 
I'm really lucky I have a handful of people that I can that I can go to and I know that I'm going to have fun when I hear from these people I'm like oh yes I'm delighted finding those people who can bring you that sense of happiness and joy and connection because we really need to have connection human connection is we're hardwired for it we are we are made to connect with other human beings it's a tribal sense when we feel like we don't have that sense of tribe that's when we can become quite low and apathetic and we need to have that sense of love and belonging from our tribe so find your tribe then other practical things that you can do food looking at your foods what is going to support you and what's going to nourish you is the diet you're on right now the quick and easy grab and go sandwich wrap instant meal microwave meal oven meal are they really nourishing you are you getting the good nutrients from them and i know when you're in overwhelm you don't want to be cooking you can't be creative because i love to cook i'm very creative but i got to a stage where i was no longer creative and i couldn't think of what to eat so i was living off of porridge bread eggs tuna my brown rice pasta and just all those grab and goes a couple of those ready meals as well for maybe a month or two and I knew that they weren't supporting me so with taking the time off I for the first week I let myself eat whatever it was that I wanted to eat now it wasn't crap food but it wasn't really nourishing me and then after that once I felt like I was somewhat rested I was able to start cooking again now I made easy things like my tray bakes a massive tray of root veggies in the oven and I got I'll get four or five days out of that and then I just have to pair it with certain things and then saute or steam off some broccoli or greens just to get a well-balanced meal in so looking at your good quality proteins your good quality complex carbs so all your root veggies your oats porridge porridge bread whatever and then your healthy fats fats are so important when you've gone into overwhelm we really need healthy fats to nourish the neurological pathways in the brain and also for your heart health so looking at your wild oily fish your nuts and your seeds all these will really help to nourish you like it does a healthy diet doesn't have to be hard it can be quite easy just when you get a routine in place and then certain supplements for me i know what supplements i need because of my thyroid function and i know that i wasn't being consistent with certain supplements so i made sure to get back on track with them so i need high antioxidants again for my thyroid function so my good quality vitamin c i use alterant then my omega blends so i use the biocare omega 365 and then my methylated b complex and my probiotic and my digestive enzymes because i know my gut health has suffered over the last few years and I know it's not going to be a quick fix and especially with losing track of my diet from going into overwhelm I and the wine wine every night is going to kill your stomach um but now I'm back on track with all my supplements so knowing what supplements are going to be good for you for most women because when we go into overwhelm our hormones are going to go all over the place the three i would recommend is your methylated b complex your omegas and a good probiotic the udo super 8 is the one i use and the biocare for both 
the B-comp and essential fatty acids. And then the last thing that you can do is looking at what long-lasting changes can you make, easy ones that you can make, and then build from there. Now, right now, if you are in overwhelm, it's going to be really hard to actually sit down and do all these lists and be like, okay, I'm going to implement all these things without actually giving yourself that time off. The first thing you need to do is to take that break so that you can actually take create a bit of space. You can't add things in without creating space. You need to make room for changes and you need to make room to let you come back into yourself and sit with yourself. So again, I'm going back to the first point. Make that decision. Give yourself permission to take a break. And then during that break, find what it is, those long-lasting changes that you can make, the easy ones that you can build on. So for the first week, be it just letting yourself rest. For the second week, looking at your nutrition, looking at bringing in those whole foods that are really going to nourish you. They're going to nourish your nervous system, your neurological pathways, your adrenal glands, foods that are going to help you sleep, foods that are going to help you concentrate, foods that are just going to help you feel good. Then the following week, looking at supplements, what supplements are going to be good for you? I would recommend actually getting a consultation with a nutritionist maybe, or a herbalist, or a naturopath, or an acupuncturist, someone who knows what's what's going to be good specifically for you and looking at even incorporating one thing a day that you know is going to bring you joy and if that is half an hour to an hour's space away from the family then doing that make a deal with your partner if you have a partner but make a deal with your partner that you each get an hour off a day And in that hour, you get to do whatever you want. Your phone is knocked off. You go wherever it is you need to go and you do your thing. Be it yoga, meditation, going for a walk, dancing, doing a home workout, going out screaming into the woods, screaming at the ocean. I have done that and it's amazing. So looking at those things that will really help to nourish you and build you back up because you cannot give from an empty cup. You need to build yourself up before you can look at any other area of your life. And what you'll find is after you do these things, it sounds it sounds like when I'm talking about doing these things, oh yeah, 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 that's going to work, that's going to work, when you actually feel like nothing could work for you in, in this moment. But please trust me, it does. The two weeks I took off, I can't believe how one how well rested I became and I didn't even sleep that extra I for the first week I let myself sleep in and I was getting up at seven the second week I was back getting up at 6am doing my home workouts but it was actually giving myself the break from trying to fix me I had to give myself permission to stop trying to fix myself I just had to give myself permission to just stop And once I did that, the sense of peace and calm that I got was huge. I've been working on certain emotional aspects for the last year and a half. But certain things really hit me in the face in January. And they were areas that I really had to look at and acknowledge. And there were things that I didn't want to. 
but I knew because they came into my space that I, I had to. So since January, I've been trying to quote unquote, fix all these things. But it was within the last two weeks with taking the break where I really finally crossed a line and I got to a stage or I got to a place within myself where I finally felt like I am whole and I said this to my sister and to another friend a few weeks ago that I felt like I was damaged goods and by getting to a place not getting to a place but by giving myself the space to not have to fix that fix those feelings of being damaged of just letting myself be literally in the moment every moment without thinking of anything else I finally got to a place where I felt whole again and that I know that everything that happens in life happens for us and it's hard to fathom that when you're going through certain hard hard scenarios or hard emotions but it's something that I do always remind myself of but for me taking the two weeks was the gateway to happiness again and I can say that I'm really feeling happy on a daily basis I'm putting tools in place I'm putting structure in place I know what I have to do every day and I do that I've given myself a timetable now that I'm back at work so that I don't fall back into old habits and I'm working on these things and keep that structure then is keeping me balanced and it's keeping me feeling secure and safe getting rid of social media was another great thing for me because I needed a break from looking at the online world and I needed to just look at myself well not even look at myself I just needed to not do anything and not be looking at anyone else and getting rid of the comparisons like even the comparison of watching all the good things that other people are doing meditation, yoga um, journaling um, therapy all this self work and being one with themselves and personally I was like shit I should be doing this 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 and this I should be I should be there I should be like that and then it was like Orla fuck that stop with the shoulda woulda couldas you're doing enough like I'm I go to therapy every week I get up I do my workouts I do my morning swim I'm like do you know what that's enough (laughs) I don't have to keep doing loads of other things so I find I went into comparison syndrome I went into comparison mode I was looking at other people and saying oh I should be doing this and I should be doing that if you find that you're doing that get off social media for two weeks literally delete the apps from your phone you will be picking your phone up to to get into them but just that'll bring the awareness around how much we look at our phones but if you can give yourself a week or two weeks completely off social media the sense of peace that you will get for me it was huge it was lovely just being completely in my own little Orla bubble so if you are someone that is in overwhelm and if there's anything in there that does resonate with you I hope some of the tips have helped and I hope even just by listening to this podcast that you've it will help to give you permission to take the well-needed break and the well-earned break 
once you take that break away from life, it'll really open up space for you to know what it is that you want and where it is that you want to go. And just bringing that sense of peace and calm to yourself. So that's this week's episode. I hope it's helped. And I hope even if it's just one thing in there helps, that you use it. Life is life and we all need we all need a little bit of help and support. Ask the people around you for that help and support. They're only too willing to give it. So for now, happy Friday and happy hormones. <laughs>